You're welcome. So, Michelle, um, when you was first diagnosed, can you tell everybody when you was diagnosed and how you found out uh, you were diagnosed? Um, I found out last uh, September on my uh, 50th birthday. What a way to start off being 50. Um, I had an MRI done because I was in a car wreck. And they sent me to a chiropractor, and um, the chiropractor is the one that ordered the MRI to find out why I was still hurting in my head and having real bad headaches and blurred vision and double vision. And uh, they told me a few days after manipulating me that I had Chiari 1 and that uh, I was 6 millimeters herniated. And, wow. Uh, it's so, it was uh never heard of it before until they tell you you have it. It's a shocker. It sure is. Did you continue to seek chiropractic treatment throughout the time? Unfortunately, yes, I did because I was told to continue to stay with the chiropractor, and um, I was uh, they manipulated me three times a week for twenty five visits. And I started joining Chiari groups, and they told me to get away from the chiropractor now. So that's how I found out to get away from the chiropractor was from the Chiari groups. And this is something that uh, one of the reasons I wanted to have Michelle on. When you hear my story next week, you're going to understand why. But um, going to a chiropractor, uh, if there's any chiropractors out there listening, uh, you know, uh, excuse what I'm fixing to say, but if you um, don't know exactly what's going on with a patient, I really believe they should order an MRI before they manipulate them and do these manipulations because you can actually be paralyzed for life. I know someone who is paralyzed for life going to a chiropractor yes. and they had Chiari malformation and it can... We don't know uh, if we have any coexisting conditions like the EDS that comes along with Chiari. And so that can make herniations worse sometimes. I was right. seeing a chiropractor and had a horrible experience. So yes. please, please, anyone who is seeing a chiropractor or is thinking about it with Chiari, please don't do it. Please. Uh it's very dangerous. It could actually it could actually kill you if they manipulate you in such a way in the neck where your herniation is. You could just have a stroke right there because of it was very painful. Yeah. You had a lot of pain after the uh, adjustments. After every um, after they popped my neck several times, I kept went, uh, I didn't hurt right away. I was driving home, and it took me about an hour to get home. And halfway home, I was in so much pain, I was crying every time coming home. And I kept telling them, stop popping my neck. You're hurting me. And they kept saying, well, you have to be popped. You have to be popped. We have to keep doing it. Um, you have this. You have that. Um, and then after a while, I told them that you can't do it anymore. So then they did. They used the activator on me, which the activator could have blinded me. Because she was going behind my optical nerve in the back where I learned that from one of the the neurosurgeon. Um, she put the activator behind where the optical nerve is on both sides. And she kept yeah. popping that. And that could have blinded me. 
Um, <gasps> you, you don't know all this until after you go to one and you find out from people who have Chiari that you can't do that. Uh, but, wow. yeah. So I actually told them that I'm not coming back. I'm, I'm, I'm getting out of here because you're hurting me and you obviously don't know about Chiari because you would not be popping my neck if you did. And I didn't know. I, I trusted them, and I didn't know about Kiari. I didn't know anything about what it does to you or what it can do. I just started uh, doing research, and you know, like everyone says, you have to be your you have to be your own advocate. You have to learn on your own and diagnose yourself because you can't find anyone to help you. That's exactly right. And after you went to the chiropractor, did you start to notice? Your symptoms were worse, or did you get new x-rays, things changed, or did it stay the same? My or? symptoms, they got worse. Um, I was three millimeters herniated in September, in October. And then in November, right before Thanksgiving, they did another MRI on me. And that's when they showed that I had went from three millimeters to six. So we do believe that the chiropractor caused me to herniate another three millimeters. Wow. Yes, please. Anyone who's hearing this, uh, please share this video out uh, because it's just very crucial that people understand. If you don't know what's going on with your body yet, please get MRIs of your brain and neck and a total spine before you seek a chiropractor. Because if you have something like Chiari or if you have a shrinks in your spine, and you go to get manipulations, it could cause some really bad damage. And I want to welcome some more of our guests. Uh, my son, thank you, son, for joining. And uh, people <laughs> wishing you happy birthday, Paige. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Nikki, uh, Nikki Quinn, she said happy birthday, thank my friend. You. Thank and, you, Nikki. Uh, <laughs> thank you, everyone. <laughs> And Holly, and so many more. Uh, thank so you, thank you guys for the, for the, for the birthday wishes. But uh, so, do you believe? Have they said it's possible you could have acquired Kiari since you had a car accident and then you started with the chiropractor? Well, in my report, it's my report says it's acquired Kiari, and two two neurologists said it's acquired. Because I never had symptoms, I never had headaches, I never had any issues before the wreck or the chiropractor. But they think that if it was, um, you know, congenital, that it was very, it was dormant. And I, I was very, it was like barely a one millimeter. And then till I got into the wreck and it ajarred me and then the chiropractor a week later didn't help. So it, my report says acquired, but I don't know. There's no talent. And that's another thing I wanted to bring up, too. Uh, oh, Tia Reynolds, she says, that's my beautiful mama. And, uh, <laughs> Hi, Tia. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I love you, too, so my son said happy birthday. And, uh, Thank you. <laughs> and Mike and Georgian Sinkovich. That's that's mom and dad. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, they're on your watch. And Susan, Susan Hancock. Susan, she says, Happy birthday. That's Susan. That's the best friend from Arizona. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, she said, Happy birthday, old friend. 
So, uh, thank you guys for joining. And if you're joining late, we're just having a little technical issues. I'm blacked out, but just uh, uh, follow my voice, and we're going to listen to her story. So <laughs> I'm following you. <laughs> so you're doing fine. When you uh, with the acquired Chiari, I wanted to explain some things. Uh, what that means. Uh, acquired Chiari can be brought on by accidents. Uh, it can be brought on by falling, having hitting your head. Different uh, ways acquired Chiari can be brought on. And uh, right. a lot of people I have found that's had really bad accidents um, where their head was involved. Um, later on down the road, they figured out they had Chiari. And uh, sometimes it's an incidental finding on the MRI. Maybe it was just it took that accident to figure out you had the Chiari. So it is a misright to figure out if it's acquired it is. or if it's not. And that's why it's best to research in your family history also. Find out if there's anybody in your uh, family history of people who has mm -hmm. had headaches, had anything to do with joint pain throughout their life, any symptoms that would uh, have to do with uh, all kinds of things, uh, like tachycardia, heart issues, all that kind of stuff, because that can actually be EDS, which a lot of people who have EDS uh, sometimes come up with Chiari malformation because that is uh, loosening of the uh, collagen in the body which holds yes. all the bones together and when that starts uh, loosening that causes their brain to hurt me so once right. you found out that you had the Chiari uh, did they recommend did, uh, the neurosurgeons what are they saying at this point um, the chiropractor sent me to a nurse, uh, neurologist and mm -hmm. Um, the first neurologist I went to told me that if you're going to have Chiari, this is the best one to have, Chiari 1. He said, and at the time I was 3 millimeters, he said, you're great. Um, he said, you are a candidate when you get to 5 millimeters for decompression surgery. So he kind of, you know, gave me a little scare there. And um, he said, I want to see you back in about 6 months because you will be 5 millimeters or more. And then we'll go ahead and do the decompression surgery. And I was like, yeah, I think we'll pass on that and, and move on to another opinion. Because I don't want to jump into something and, you know, until we know for sure i got to do this. But um, I uh, went to, I've seen, I have seen four neurologists and two neurosurgeons. And they all said I'm a candidate for surgery as long as, um, if like if I get more symptomatic, which my symptoms are getting, I'm getting more symptomatic. Um, I'm having different pains and um, they're getting stronger and uh, I have trouble laying down on at night on pillows. When I lay down, the pressure gets so bad behind my eye socket and, and, and uh, it's like someone is pushing, like just pushing air or something inside your head and it's just being squeezed, like someone's squeezing you and it's horrible pain, horrible pain. I can't describe it. It's just really bad. It is. It is. A lot of us experience that and I'm glad she brought that up uh, about, you know, waiting you know, about the surgery, because uh, a lot of times, you know, you don't know uh, if the surgery is going to help or not, help or not. And some of the doctors say 80% of the time surgery is not needed. 
And uh, yes, Holly, it is very painful. And uh, a lot of times, um, you know, I say go as long as you can with medical management. Uh, Like in my case, it was... uh, uh, it was severe. It was emergency. I got to the point I could not lay down flat at all, and I couldn't feel my arms very well. I couldn't eat and swallow very good, so I had to have surgery. I was pretty blocked, uh, and I was paralyzed previous for a few days or a week, too. So uh, they always, too, say uh, take those things to account, uh, in account uh, if you're starting to get like total paralysis um oh and one lady says uh one doctor said that one of my neurosurgeons said the millimeter doesn't grow but i think that's wrong yes the millimeters can grow um and uh, that's why it's important. Uh, an MRI is just a snapshot in time, really. So you may have an MRI done, um, yes, especially with whiplash, Holly, definitely. Um, because I've had whiplash three times in my life. I've had three car accidents. And uh, the last one, I was sandwiched in, sandwiched in between two cars. And that's when I think mine started uh-huh. to get worse. Twenties, but um, it is really important to keep that monitored because I have seen some people who has herniations and they have decreased. They have actually gotten better. Mm-hmm. So um, we don't know why. We don't know if maybe the brains had time to start to uh, relax from being stressed, or there's not as much pressure pushing the brain out. But I have talked to people where that has happened, too. So it's best to keep that monitored. So do you go back, and they're going to check it again soon? Um, they, I'm going to go back um, probably in November, and, and they're going to probably do the one-year MRI. But I am, I am due to have the, um, the um, what do you call it, the CINE. MRI done where they check the CSF flow. Is that uh-huh. how the pronounce it? The, the uh-huh. I'm no. due to have one. Be- I'm due for one because um, at the time, the neurosurgeon that saw me at the Mayo Clinic in April told me that it looks like I might have a slight blockage, but he wasn't for sure until they do the CSF, but that he told me that and just wait until I get more symptomatic. And when I come back, then they would move on further with everything. So it looks like I'm probably going to be getting some more stuff done soon because I'm getting more symptoms. What are some of your symptoms that you're starting to get now? Um, My blurry vision, double vision. Sometimes I see um, like, uh, you know, like the floaters. And um, but sometimes I can. Uh, I get like a sharp pain, like sometimes pain stabbing through my eyes from behind. Um, I have burning sensations all over my head like someone is putting. The way I explain it is it's like someone put bees inside my head and just set them free. And they're stinging me all over my head, inside my head. And the burn can go on for hours to days. 
Yeah, that happens a lot. Uh, are you starting to get a numbness in your extremities, your legs? And the um, my Not my legs, but my hands and my hands and my arms are numb all the time. Um, I can go to sleep with them numb, tingling. I can wake up to them tingling. Uh, sometimes I'll get woke up in the middle of the night with my hand tingling real bad. Um, and uh, like I said, the pain back here where the, the optical nerve is for your vision is I feel like it's being more pressed on a lot. Uh, I have the, the ringing in my ears a lot. And uh, I haven't really... Um, I do get dizzy here and there, but I think it's just because maybe I move too fast. I want to say that I move too fast, but um, in headaches, I'm getting them a lot now. I'm starting to live with them almost daily now, so they're starting to become a daily thing for me now. Yeah, the uh, yeah, someone said more headaches and pressure behind the eyes. Yeah, a lot of us get that. And uh, that's the thing, too. It's real important. Uh, oh, Holly said, have you ever had your eye pressure checked by an ophthalmologist? A neuro-ophthalmologist is usually who does that. Um, not that I know of. But I am due for glasses here um, <laughs> probably in March. So I'm going to get a, new glasses and get all that checked. So. Uh, that would be good for you to have done. They can check for papillodemia, papillodemia, which is uh, pressure on the optic nerve. Uh, and right. usually you need to go to a, a neuro-ophthalmologist. So when you go to your regular doctor, they can probably recommend you to a neuro-ophthalmologist in your area. And when okay. you go to a neuro-ophthalmologist, they will want your uh, MRIs uh, along mm -hmm with you know your uh, ophthalmologist reports because they that's how they kind of can tell they'll look at that uh during your appointment or your exam with a neuro ophthalmologist uh, right and and like michelle was saying uh, it's very important to to get the seating mri uh that detects the flow around the brain along with uh, the MRI and the total spine MRIs, the cervical uh, MRI, the thoracic MRI, and the lumbar MRI. Because once you've had the total MRIs of the entire spine, they can check for strengths, they can check for any changes in the spine because we that have suffered with PRE, uh, we know that a lot of times there can be things going on out through the spine. And uh, so it's important to have all that stuff done. And uh, don't be afraid to ask questions, too, when you have these, you know, things done. And um, yes, is, is there any other like when uh, since from the time you were diagnosed until now, uh, have you noticed any relief or are you feel your symptoms have gotten worse? Um, I honestly feel I'm getting worse and, um, um, it's, um, uh, it's actually scary. And we all know, all of the carry people know that each day we wake up, we have a different symptom. Like, wow, this is a new one. Where'd this one come from? Um, and I will, you know, remember where it was or what I'm feeling and just go on the group and say, Hey, I'm feeling this. What does this mean? And they'll say, um, it could just be because, uh, you know, you're, uh, you might be getting more compressed. 
or the fluid might be coming less. It might be getting reducing the the CSF flow might be getting reduced more. But um, I was definitely told that I will know more if I have a leakage or um, a, a leak, a CSF leak or a um, blockage because the pain will be more intense and it'll kind of be like come on more and more. So. Um, but each day is different for me. I will wake up sometimes and I'm not in any pain. And I'm like, wow, thank you. I'm going to have a normal day today. <laughs> and then I can just barely do something outside. Like if I'm walking outside or something with the grandbabies and I twist my head a certain way, not thinking. And guess what? Headaches back. Yeah, that's the thing. We never can tell. And uh... we're not allowed to twitch. If we twitch our necks we bring back on something quick. I'm learning to be careful with how I turn my neck and what I do now. Yeah, that, even me, I've had a decompression. I still have to be real careful the way I turn and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. And you're right, it, it can aggravate stuff. And I'm seeing on here a lot of people have never had the CD MRI. Uh, a lot of times... No. Um, I don't know if some of you guys know this, but if you have a good primary care doctor uh, and you don't have a neurologist or if you do have one, you can go and ask for that if you've already been diagnosed with carrying malformation. Uh, if you don't have a neurologist or neurosurgeon, you can go to your primary care doctor and tell them, listen, you know, this is my diagnosis. Uh, I'm looking for a new neurologist or neurosurgeon. And most of the time, the neurosurgeons, especially neurosurgeons, will not see you unless you've had the CNE flow or a complete MRI and a complete spine MRI done. So, uh, and that's also good for your records. Make sure you guys get those before you leave the imaging facilities so you will have a copy along with the written report when you go back to your regular doctor. So, right. um, just for future records. But... Um, is there some other things that you would like to share with us tonight uh, about, you know, um, your your experience with Chiari and uh, anything you would like to, you know, someone out there who may be um, diagnosed? Yeah. Now, I do know I have a, hernia, a, a central herniated disc in my C6 and 7, which controls, we all know, the wrist. So... Um, it's, and it's also impinging on my cow sack, but nothing has been done about it yet. And I was told that if it, it, if it gets more and if it starts to impinge even more, I'm going to have a lot more problems with compression. So I don't know exactly if I'm going to lose um, the, you know, the sensation with my wrist all the, you know, completely or what. But my wrist, I'm, my wrists are painful. They hurt really bad since the herniated disc and the six and seven. So I don't know what all that else it does besides the wrist is what they told me. I don't know. You have impingement in the cervical area in your neck in six and seven? Six and seven. And they did, um, each neurologist told me that it controls your wrist, your movement in your wrist. And um, they told me that my lower back, which my lower back hurts all the time, and they said that's part of the Chiari. Um, and I have, I have seven hemangiomas on my spine, and they're keeping an eye on those. And they told me that they're benign, they're not worried about them right now, but if they get any bigger, they can start also um, 
compressing on my spinal cord, and that can become a problem too in the future for me. Oh, wow. I am so glad you brought this up. Okay. Hemangiomas. This is another thing that I've really not talked about much on The Voice of Hope. I have a few hemangiomas that were detected 15 years ago. And what a hemangioma is, if you don't know, that is a uh, blood-filled mass. And uh, it's on the spine. And a lot of people I know that has Chiari, they, that is like an incidental finding on an MRI. And uh, they've kept track on mine for years, and they've never grown. But for some reason, a lot of people with Chiari have those. And yes. um, that's another thing that I've noticed in my research, and uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, because, uh, you know, it is important to keep a watch on those. And uh, sometimes we're born with those, they told me most of the time. And when I did research, I found some children have those. And uh, yes. they, don't, they don't tend to grow. Uh, with the children that I've known that has the hemangiomas and Chiari. Uh, but, you know, keeping a watch on them is, you know, always important. And I'm really surprised right. that they detected that and brought that out to you because my first MRIs, they did not even say anything to me about them. Well, I knew for uh, knew back in 2009 that I had one hemangioma on my spine. And he told me it wasn't a big deal. He said to, he could remove it, but he said the possibilities of removing it could, um, he said, I'm just going to come out and tell you. He said, if I try to remove this off your spine, it can possibly kill you because you could bleed to death on the table. He said, because it's, it's, it's a blood sack. Right. So I said, well, if it's benign, let's just leave it then. I don't want to take that chance. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's what then, I told him. Yeah, and then I just recently found out with the neuro neurologist a few months back, well, last year, give or take that I have a total of seven hemangiomas and they're on my spine and he said they're in he said they're in okay places but I have uh, how you pronounce it lordosis uh, yes. I have lordosis mm -hmm. I um, have lordosis so he said that lordosis could irritate it in the future when I get older it can do he's worried they're worried about that it can cause more compression which can eventually mess with my the brain stem and my spinal cord and with me having the chiari that just puts me more risk for other things that can go wrong that i have to look forward to in the future probably they said just keeping an eye on it now that you know that's the most important thing you know you know what to watch for and educate yourself and uh you know, you've got us here uh, on the Voice of Hope. You call, you call me anytime, any of your Kiari sisters, <laughs> uh, and we'll help you. And you know, don't be scared. We a lot of us have went through the surgery. A lot of us haven't. And uh, you know, you're not in this alone, girl. There's so so many of us out there. And I will uh, say this much: it's scary. It's scary knowing you have something. Um, the way I explain it to people, like the other day on my story that I was talking about, is 
when you're told you have something you never heard of, you're like, well, explain this to me. You know, wh what is this? Because why haven't we ever heard about it? Why aren't you talking about it? And why aren't you getting it out there? It's, it's, it's upsetting that it's very upsetting. And a lot of us Kiarians understand that they don't talk about this the way they should. This is important. I mean, our brain is the motherboard. It's a, it's our motherboard. It functions our, it, it, you know, it's responsible for our breathing that people think, oh, well, you have Kiari, you're fine. Uh, no, we're not fine. We, um, we just learn to deal with it and fight it and keep going. Um, Kiari controls our breathing, um, our heartbeat. There's a lot of things that Kiari that will take over. And I already have, um, I have mild MVP with regurgitation. And I have a heart murmur, but they're not concerned about the heart murmur. But um, when I was younger, I had issues with my heart, um, you know, beating through my chest, couldn't breathe, felt like I was going to pass out. And now that I have Chiari, that's one symptom that's not good with, you know, with they're not good together. The MVP with regurgitation is not good with the Chiari itself. Um, I was told that by neurologists, too, that I have to be careful with that. So, but I'm pretty much been aware of MVP all my life, so I know what to look forward to. Can you tell us what MVP is? It's mitral valve prolapse. It's when one, you have the two valves to the heart, and right now I only have one that's doing all the work, and the other one's just kind of sitting there, flapped over. And so the one valve is doing all the work for both valves. And the regurgitation is where it's backing, backing up into my heart. And when it does that, and if I get upset, like a lot of times if I get upset or, you know, if I get really upset and uh, I can feel the, the pressure in my heart and I, it's, uh, they call it, um, the doctor said it's, the, it's like it flaps and it's just slapping on the heart, the wall, my, the wall of my heart, just slapping onto it and causing pain. And sometimes it feels like, I feel like I'm, oh my gosh, am I having a heart attack? But it's not. It's just, it makes you feel like that. Um, I did take beta blockers for a while to control my heartbeat because my heart would go into tachycardia. Oh, wow. Have you had the, you've had this most of your life, right? Yes, ma'am, since I was like 14, 15. Have, when you went to the Mayo Clinic, did they ever recommend that you see a geneticist to be checked for EDS? Um, no, but EDS has been brought up a couple of times with the neurologists. Okay, the reason they I actually, asked that is because... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. They actually made me stand up and they checked my reflexes. Um, um, some of the reflexes weren't weren't doing what they should do, and he said that's... He said, you're showing signs that you could have EDS, which they explained that to me. He said, your reflexes aren't that great. He said, and when I stretch, when I flat, put my arms out, I'm uh, double jointed and kind of, a little bit double jointed. He said, that's also a sign of EDS. Yeah, that, that's why I was wondering because the mitral valve prolapse, some people who have EDS have that. And some people yes. who have EDS don't. So it's, has anyone else in your family had the mitral valve prolapse? Um, uh, one family member has, and um, but they never had, I don't think they had anything 
that they needed to do that I know of. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, that might be somewhere that you need to check is get genetic testing because uh, sometimes we don't know, you know, uh, which come first. Uh, like, I have done a lot of research with people who has EDS, but not everybody who has EDS has Chiari. And not everybody who right. has Chiari has EDS. So have EDS, right. Yeah, it, it's, it's a big discussion of, you know, which comes first and is uh, Chiari is very complex so it's real important yeah. that when we gather our information and go see these doctors we we write the questions down we're concerned about and don't be afraid yeah. to ask those questions you know um more knowledge you have the more people you talk to you know in groups and stuff really that helps when you right. go to these appointments I can tell you one thing. I am so blessed to have found the Chiari groups because if it was not for the Chiari groups, I don't know what I'd do. Because when I first, like I said, when I first found out I had Chiari, um, it was probably four months straight that I cried every day because I thought, oh my gosh, this is bad. This is not good. I'm not going to come out of this. I'm just going to get worse because the neurologist kept saying, well, it's going to, Chiari, it's a very fast progressive growth. It's going to grow. Your herniation is going to get bigger. The bigger it gets, it's going to cause more problems for you. Um, so be ready for what the future is going to hold for you. Um, you you're not going to, you know, you're not going to get better, but it will progress. And now I've talked to some Chiarians, and they said theirs progressed slowly. And then there's some that they said that they blinked, and their their millimeters was bigger just in, in months. And they had to go in and have decompression immediately. Well, that's the thing. Uh, we're all so different. Like I always say, none of us, none of our stories are alike. And uh, some people, it may take years and years for their herniations to progress. Some may not progress right. at all. And right. uh, so that's why we just have to keep it monitored. And don't let that scare you when you hear those things. Because I, I am telling you, I have had so many doctors tell me so many things. And I thought this was the end. When I was diagnosed thirty uh, at 35, 15 years ago, I didn't think I would see 50 and I'm here today living proof that you're going to be okay. You know, a lot of people think that when they get the diagnosis and they're 17, 18, 19, 20 years old, even younger, yeah. uh, that's not a, a death sentence, you know. And that's why yeah. I'm so glad you come on to The Voice of Hope, you know, because I want to reassure Me too. you. <laughs> I'm glad that uh, you come on and told your story because a lot of people do get scared when they first heard it. It terrified me when I heard the word. But me too. <laughs> you you getting your story out there and talking about it. Uh, you know, you don't know who is watching this video, who you're helping, you know, who doesn't know what's wrong with them yet. Or they may be in that dark place that, you know, you may have been in some days and you're helping them and giving them hope. I sometimes still fall in that dark place. And then I have to, I, what I do is when I get scared and I start crying again and freaking out like, oh no, here I go again. I get on the Kiari groups. I talk to Holly. I talk to everybody and they 
pick me back up. And now I have you. So you guys are here. You're my inspiration, and you're going to keep me going forward, and I'm not going to look back anymore. That's right, girl. That is right. And yes, Holly said she broke down with her diagnosis. <laughs> we all do. It's so scary. Uh, it is so scary in the beginning because you're like, oh, my gosh, my brain's falling out of my head. And I yeah. just always say, well, I have too much brain to contain. So, you know, that's what happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we make, we make jokes about it. Like, well, my brain's, my brain is really slipping out of my head right now, guys. It's falling. <laughs> I know. And, and you, it's, you know, I call it the rabbit hole. When you feel like you're getting that dark spot, you're going down that rabbit mm -hmm. hole, you know, Please reach out to somebody, you know, reach out to the group, reach out to me. I told you, you can call me any day, anybody out there. Yes. Don't feel you're alone because there's so much support. Uh, and, uh, oh, that's awesome. Uh, Susan said you, she calls you <laughs> and uh, you call she call, she's, I'm telling you, she's amazing. Don't, uh, I hope she <laughs> She is. I talk to her several times every day, and she has picked me up at the beginning when I found that I had this, when I didn't think that I was going to come out of this. I was really starting to give up because I didn't think that I was going to get better. Um, you know, when you hear about your brain, the first thing you think of is, well, I kind of need that. <laughs> I, I need that to, to live. And um, the thing that, that is really upsetting is I know Kiari awareness is coming to an end this month. But you know what? My thing is this. It should never come to an end. Because every day we have a new member, a new Kiarian, into the group that's being welcomed. And I remember that was me just last year at this time being welcomed by the Kiari groups. And I found Holly just accidentally. And it, from then on, I'm like, Holly, where do you live? Because... You sound close, and which she is close. She's just an hour away. So, <laughs> and you got uh, and Melissa that was on last night. She doesn't live far from you yes. either, about an hour. No. So you, no. Holly, and Melissa, I think live within about an hour's radius of each other. I don't know if it's that far. And then I live just about an hour, maybe two hours from you. Two hours from you. We're yeah, you live where Susan far. used to live. So. <laughs> Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. She's we're from there, get, yeah. We're going to get together. We're going to have a, a We are. Kiari we have to have a Kiari party. <laughs> we sure will. We sure will. You're not alone now. You found lifelong friends forever. So Yeah, uh, that's just, it. We're all in this together. We all have our brains falling out. <laughs> that's right. I'm not alone anymore. I'm not alone. Um, You're never alone. It's too much brain to contain. You get us all together. Oh, man, we're going to take on the world. <laughs> we would be really, yeah. We, <laughs> we'd be like the Golden Girls, except for the Kiari sisters. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, oh, um, she's halfway across the country. Well, you still got us here, Nikki. Uh, and, you know, just because yeah. Kiara's Malformation Month ends in September, I still have people on throughout the year because I live this myself every day. And Kiara yes. awareness is every day for me because, you know. Exactly. Like, it is. 
So, yep. you know, us and we need, we need to get it out there. We need more people to know about it. Um, the problem is, is people like, you know, well, the first thing they say is, what do you mean you have Chiari? What is that? And I'm like, well, that's exactly what I said when I was told I have it. And now we're trying to get it out there and get people more educated into it and learn what it is and how serious this really is. Um, and it's just scary because I go on the Chiari sites and it's an uplift, but then it's also it's also sad too because a lot of the people you talk to, um, four of them that I've already talked to since last year have already passed on. So it's scary. Oh, wow. It's really scary. It it wakes you up. Yeah, it, it really wakes you up. And I'm like, wow, why, what's with the with you know what's with the lit purple candle? And they're like, well, this the person we were all just talking to a few days ago has passed away from complications from Chiari, and I'm like, oh. Wow, you know, so it's it, it wakes you up, and it's well, uh, that is the scary part. Well, a lot of times, uh, it might not always be the Chiari, it's the coexisting things sometimes that people have, mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. that's why we need you know more education, uh, need this right. talked about more. And uh, I was working on. Uh, a different place trying to get some research. I told them I would actually participate in it so we could get some research studies on Chiari because there's not a lot of them. And uh, yeah. so they could research all the things that go on with a Chiari patient. Oh, Susan, you live, she lived in Deltona, right where I live. She did. Oh my God. Yes. Wow. Wow. And then, she, and then she left me and moved across the way. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, maybe she'll come back again one day when we all get together. <laughs> She's trying to get me to come there. <laughs> oh, wow, wow. So where, do you, where does Susan live? She... She's in Arizona. Oh, wow, wow. Okay, yeah, I know a few ladies out there. Yes, Sherry. It's actually beautiful case. there. It is. I know some people that live out that way. Uh, yes, Sherry, more yeah. education, more knowledge and awareness. That, that's very important. Research studies, yes. I agree. Oh, I agree. Okay, I have been working on that. I have been working on that. I've threw that out there to the Mayo Clinic a couple of times because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a place like that, if they could do research, I said, I can find you probably some people that would be willing to participate in it. And, uh, oh, you tried to get it here, too, in Texas? Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. Oh, she lived, Susan lived on Holland Boulevard. Oh, my goodness, girl. You live down the street. <laughs> from where I live. Wow. Sounds pretty popular. <laughs> 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 but yes definitely definitely more research but uh, is there anything else uh, Michelle that you would like to add tonight to your story before we end um, the only thing I'd like to say is if anyone out there is new with Chiari please whatever you're told do not go to a chiropractor please don't unless they are educated in Chiari don't let them manipulate you because it's really serious. I could have became I could have become paralyzed, if not something worse. Um, I'm very lucky, but um, 
So I just count my blessings. And I'm going to continue to fight this. These symptoms are not going to get me down. They may break me a little bit, but they're not going to get me all the way down anymore. I have everyone to keep me up, and i got people to talk to, and I'm just going to keep going. That's right. That's right. We're all in this fight together. And we're not going to let you do it alone. We're going to be right there by yourself. No, <laughs> I don't want to be in the dark anymore. For four months, I was in the dark. For the first four months, I was in the dark. I was terrified. I only had myself to, to deal with it, and I was scared. I was like, I, I wanted answers so bad to, you know, how did I get this? What happened? How do I, how do I get this fixed? But there is no fixing, so <laughs> there, the only thing we can do now is just pick our broken selves up and go. Yes, and, have, and educating Basically. people and, and, and get, yes. trying to get them to understand what we're going Getting through. it out there, getting it out there, yes. Nikki said she is Definitely. so proud of you and how far you have come, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you, and Nikki. Holly, Thank you. Holly, Holly said, love you, girl. I so, love you too, Holly. <laughs> she says, you're a pistol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am. <laughs> I am. And, and we'll have to, uh, like I said, anyone who isn't able to come on the Voice of Hope, because there's, there's only one of me, and I'd love to have everybody to come on and share their story. If you want to share your story, like on your page or something, I can always share Voice of Hope, and I'll share it on my personal page also. Uh, if you feel you want to do that, you know, uh, like... Uh, Michelle did on her personal page. You know, she just. Shared, I would love to uh, see Holly. I would love to see Holly's story. <laughs> I want her story out there too. See, you know, uh, yeah. If you guys <laughs> want to share your stories on your pages, uh, tag me in it, and I will put it on the Voice of Hope, and you'll be here. And people know me for spreading awareness about Kiari, so your story will be here forever, and people will come and hear it. You know, and. Uh, it's like you're throwing those anchors of hope out there to others who's going through it, you know? Exactly. So, well, Michelle, I want to thank you for coming on tonight and sharing a part of your life and sharing your story. And um, I'm you. just so grateful that we met. You're welcome. I'm so grateful we met. Me you. too. I am blessed for every friend and every Kiari sister I have. And you know what? My group with Kiari sisters keep getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> yes and we're gonna be here for you and we're gonna meet in person one day i just know we are and <laughs> i know we all have to meet up one of these days we really do we will we're all gonna have some good days and uh we're gonna meet up i just know it and uh it's gonna be yep. so fun and uh <laughs> like I said, and, oh, Holly said thank you, and everybody said you're do you did good, girl. You did great. Uh, I know. I kept telling Holly, I'm so nervous. I hope I don't slip up and say something the wrong way, or it's not understood right. You know, sometimes we have that brain fog, and I have brain fog all the time, so I just go with it. <laughs> and girl, like I told you, you're in with family here because this is a Kiari sister interviewing you. So I say things backwards even in interviews sometimes and we just laugh it off and go. I do all the time. I do all the time. My husband says, What did you just mean? I said, Nothing. Just 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 go with what I just said. However it came out, just just do it. <laughs> That's right. Just do it. <laughs> 
You just keep going. I have my own dictionary. I, have, I told my grandson I have my own dictionary. If I say it wrong, I say, oh, you know what I meant. I'm close to what I meant, so you get it. So uh, your daughter's so proud of you, Mom. And Thank you, um, baby. <laughs> And Nikki they, they have said, to hear me all the time. She puts up with me all the time. Bless her heart. <laughs> uh, well, sounds like you have a, it's a beautiful family. And uh, Nikki said... I do. I'm very blessed. Uh, let's see. Nikki said, The Voice of Hope. So glad I listened today. And Michelle told me about it. Oh, I'm so glad you listened today, too, Nikki. And I may actually watch it. Me, too. Life. Thank you, Nikki. <laughs> thank yes, you very thank much. You for it means family. a lot that... It means a lot for everyone to be on. It does. I appreciate it. I appreciate. I'm glad I got to. I'm glad I got to have them right here with us tonight and me to bug them. It's wonderful. <laughs> I am too. I'm so glad to have you guys over on the Voice of Hope. And uh, oh, you're welcome for sharing your comments. I usually like to read the comments and share them as we go along with the show, because you know uh, I want everybody to be part of it. You know, we're a family. And uh, yes. we'll have two more. We'll have two more shows uh, this year. I mean, this month, not this year. <laughs> this month, Monday night, uh, we're going to have uh, Carrie Weekly. She's going to be on at eight p.m. And then the last interview of this month will be Tuesday. Uh, uh, at 8 p.m. and I'm going to tell my Kiari story. You'll get to hear a little bit behind the story. Yeah, I'm going to be right there. <laughs> You'll get to hear a little bit <laughs> the story behind the Voice of Hope and how I created it and uh, you'll get to hear my whole story. I tell my whole story once a year in September and uh, uh, that'll be the end of September of Spread Awareness but I spread it all year long and I have Kiari, brothers and sisters throughout the year, not just in September. But September is a big month because it is the awareness month. So um, it's a good month too. <laughs> yeah, it's your birthday. Yeah, it's her, it's her birthday Sunday. Uh, so thank you for wishing her happy birthday. And me and her birthdays are only twelve days apart, and we'll be the yeah. same age. I could not yeah, believe it. The, like, the, oh bi God, the big girl. 51. <laughs> That's right, baby. We're getting wiser. And you know what? I'm proud to say it. I'm proud to say it. Last year, I found this out. This year, I'm celebrating 50 plus one. I'm going to keep going. That's keep right. keep counting the birthdays. There you go. I, I am not ashamed to say how old I am because, you know, some people didn't get that privilege of having another birthday. And so exactly. every birthday I have, I am so grateful. And a blessing. Uh, that's what yes. I, yes. I love to tell my age because I want some of you out there who is younger to me, younger than me, to be inspired mm -hmm. that if you're twenty years younger than me, you might say, Oh my gosh, she's had Kiari most of her life. Yes, yes, I have, and you're gonna have it and make it. I'm still talking to you. If you hear me and Michelle speaking, there's always hope. And don't let those doctors tell you, you know, there's no hope. This is going to happen. That's going to happen because God has mm -hmm. the last say. I have seen so many miracles happen in mm -hmm. other people's in my own lives. I, I didn't believe for a long time I would live to be 40. 
I'm 11 years later here. So just hang on <laughs> to that. Oh, yeah. uh, when you hear Michelle and people like Maya's testimony, you're going to make it. And Kiari, don't let it define you. Do not let it define you. So, right. uh, let's see. Oh, Valerie, thank you for joining tonight, Valerie Dove. And uh, Valerie says thank you for sharing your story, Michelle. Thank you, and Valerie. Susan says, we behave, too. She said, we behave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're bad off live. <laughs> we're just crazy. Uh -huh. Susan and I, it was Susan and I and Nikki go way back. Um, like, at the beginning of 2000s. We are, we go way back. We're old, oh. old, old friends. <laughs> Well, I'm, I met them, my, met them both in Virginia, met both of them in Virginia. Wow. Oh, uh, Chris Reynolds, your son says, I love you, mom. I couldn't ask for a better story. So, I love you too, guys. Y'all gonna make me cry. <laughs> so you got so many people out here who love you or wishing you. I love you guys. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> and, uh, Sunday, I wish you the best birthday ever. I'll be calling you. Singing it's going to be birthday. a blast. <laughs> I'm going to be eating cheesecake or whatever I decide to have that day. I don't know. I just don't get on the scale anymore. I just give up. That scale and me ain't getting along right now. <laughs> <laughs> you just I like, look at my face. I look like a swollen chipmunk. I said, that's okay. Uh, cheesecake. Ice cream cake. Uh, who wants to go to McDonald's get an Oreo McFlurry? <laughs> You're beautiful. You are beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Mickey uh, said, Chris Reynolds, uh, love you and Tia. Uh, oh, I love everybody. I love you guys. <laughs> hey, I am so blessed. I'm about to be a grandma here in a few more weeks with grandbaby number four. Tia is, and Chris are going to be giving me grandbaby number four. So oh. uh, everybody stay tuned. It's going to be a little boy, Sawyer. So I have two granddaughters and two grandsons. So uh, I am really blessed. Wow. Congratulations. And congratulations, <laughs> Chris and Tia, on the new baby. And uh, you just have a wonderful mother and mother-in-law here. She's a wonderful, amazing lady. So, so blessed. My, Mom, yeah. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. Mom took me to dinner today for my, well, I'm sorry. She, uh, I, uh, let me think again. Uh, my mom took me to an early birthday lunch today because she's leaving tomorrow. They're leaving tomorrow to go out of town for a few days. They're going to miss me, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, sweet. Way to go, Mom. It was a nice lunch. It was a very nice... Thank you, Mom. It was a really nice lunch today. Oh, that was sweet. That was sweet. Uh, and I well, still keep getting gifts pouring in. I'm just getting spoiled all this... The rest of this month, I'm getting spoiled. So, people, please do keep sending me gifts. I won't mind. <laughs> we'll keep it coming to you. We'll shower we'll shower you with love. It will be never ending. <laughs> Thank you. Even past your birthday. Uh, Sherry Hefter said, congratulations. Uh, Tia said, thank, thank you. you. Nikki said, girl, you are perfect the way you are. 
Okay, you just listened to uh, Michelle Barber's uh, Journey of Kiari Malformation off the Voice of Hope Facebook Live page. So I hope as you listen to this, you were inspired and encouraged. And please share these stories out because it could share a life. Uh, it could save a life. So we're going to end the story tonight with a song by Zach Williams and Dolly Parton. There was Jesus. Be encouraged and be inspired that nothing is impossible. Every time I try to make it on my Every time I try to stand and start to 